Welcome everyone to episode 15 of the most interesting people in logistics. Today, we have a very special guest, Charlie Sacro from CS Recruiting. Charlie, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show today. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here and looking forward to our chat. Definitely. Uh, Charlie, I think a lot of people in the the industry know CS Recruiting. Uh, So I want to get the backstory behind, uh, behind you. And if you could tell us how, you know, how did you get your start in logistics and recruiting? Yeah, I fell into the industry like many people. So quick background, I graduated college and actually went into advertising. I did that for the first six years or so of my career. My husband was a freight broker out of college. So uh, about two years into his career, he had an idea to start a technology company. This was back in 2000. So it was one of the very early load board ideas and really um, forming a community where shippers and carriers and brokers could connect to do business. So after I had our first son, I went back to my marketing job. It was great, but it was a grind and I wanted just more of a work-life balance. So I went to work for my husband at his technology company. Uh, They had about eight employees then. It was called Real-Time Freight. And they put me in a recruiting position really out of default. I was the one person who had capacity. Uh, They were going through growth. And honestly, I I taught myself how to recruit. Um, I, I learned the industry just by being in that environment and you know, we hired carrier reps and customer reps from brokerages who could sell the service to those audiences and just really like absorbed what was going on around me. So um, they sold the business in 2010. And I think we had about 110 employees at that time. So I got a lot of experience recruiting. Um, this was pre-LinkedIn. So this was old school recruiting, Craigslist, you know, putting up flyers and coffee shops. And then I stayed on with the new owners doing a couple freelance projects. Um, And then before I knew it, I all of a sudden was getting some requests to do some recruiting projects and and more freelance work. So um, at this point, LinkedIn had really surfaced. I was out there as a logistics recruiter. A brokerage contacted me. Then another brokerage contacted me. Uh, I had just had my third son. So I had no intentions of really like starting a business, but um, before I knew it, I'm I'm definitely you know someone who takes advantage of opportunities. I like to deliver. I like to connect people. Um, and before I knew it, I had a lot of clients and a lot of search opportunities, and I formed CS Recruiting. So um, wasn't like your traditional business plan. I didn't go out and get a loan at a bank. It was just me hustling and, you know, really earning the respect in the industry and um, got to a point where it was time to to scale so I could continue to deliver. And I did just that. It's fascinating. I read something a week ago and uh, this guy said that you shouldn't start a business unless uh, someone's asking you to start a business. And it seems like a lot of people came to you and essentially asked you to start CS Recruiting Technically, that's a great way to put it. The demand was definitely there. And going back uh, to 2010, you know, there weren't a lot of recruiters that understood the industry. So there were generalized recruiting firms, and that's what a lot of the brokerages relied on, or they had their in-house teams. But um, yeah, there was definitely a need in it for the mar- you know, need in the market for somebody who knew supply chain, knew brokerage, really just understood the co- competitive landscape, but also had the network. So 
um, yeah, that's a great way to frame it up. The demand was there and I just took advantage of it. Definitely. Uh, Charlie, could you tell us how the early stages uh, look like at CS Recruiting and how did you scale it to where it is right now? Yeah, so really great question and could be a whole a whole conversation in itself. But, um, you know, the early days I was in the business, I was a recruiter. And looking back, it was the best way to start a company and grow a company because I did the job and, and I did the job when it was a much harder job. I didn't have all the resources. I didn't have the technology that our team has today. So I was I was in it, getting my hands dirty. Um, my first year in business, our our revenue was about forty two hundred dollars, and I look back at that and I'm like, you know what? That is, I was excited about that. Most people would look at that and be like, oh gosh, that means give up, and you know, it's not it's not sustainable. But to me, it proved that this was a need, and it was a need that people would pay for. So. That's what really gave me the motivation is, you know, you connect people, you see these fruitful relationships and opportunities that come out of your introductions. And when you validate that people will pay for that introduction, you realize there's there's a need in the market. So um, just took a lot of consistency, a lot of grind, a lot of hustle, a lot of proving it to the audience. But I would also say proving it to myself that this was something that I could do and I could be good at and really carve out that niche in the market. Um, so I would say those early days, you know, what did it look like? I had a, a newborn child and at two in the morning when I would get up to feed him, I would sort through resumes. I would connect with people on LinkedIn. And I almost feel like that was like my competitive advantage in a weird way that I had these like hours in the middle of the night that nobody else could take advantage of. And that's that's really what got me ahead when I was a one 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 woman and show. It's amazing. So how long did it take for you to hire someone? How long were you just a one, one person show? So I did it on my own for about a year. And um, then my first hire was actually my husband. So after oh. he sold his company, he uh, was under a non-compete and just kind of trying to figure out what he wanted to do next. He knew he wanted to leverage his knowledge and network in the industry. Um, so I brought him on my team and I give him a lot of credit for helping me grow the business. Like I am a worker bee. So I just want to log in every day and go, go, go. Um, but I didn't know how to, you know, create a website or form an LLC or even, you know, get a, a business bank account. So um, he really helped me grow the business for about the first eight years. And in so we started the business 2010. Um, 2012, we hired our first employee, Beth, who is now our vice president, still with us today. Um, and then a couple months later, we hired our second employee, Morgan, right out of college. And today she's a mom and she's our director of recruiting and um, still still with the team. So we've got about 38 people on the team today, 12 years later. Amazing. Yeah, um, I love that story, and uh, I, you know, with COVID right now being such a large, playing such a large part uh, with you know everything that we do. Could you tell us how the hiring process has changed ever since the pandemic, um, and what kind of uh, I guess what what should we be expecting in like this year and in the future uh, in the hiring process? I think COVID, you know, it rocked everyone's world in so many ways. But when I think about the industry and actually like the talent in the industry, it, it really shook things up. So, 
you know, coming out of the pandemic, there was definitely an increase in job seekers. And my take on that was that people had a lot of time. They had time to reflect. They had time to, you know, be with their families and they reevaluated their life. And you know, the freight brokerage environment better than I do that it is a constant grind. It is, you know, a constant hustle. And so I think after the pandemic, people just, you know, took took another look at what their priorities were um, and started to really think about finding a better employer. Um, sometimes it was a better job, but usually it came down to I want to be with a company that, you know, appreciates me, that values me, that will acknowledge that I'm a human and I need a work-life balance so I can do my job great. Then 2021 comes, and I'm sure you've heard of the the great resignation now being called the great reshuffle, Um, and it's just continuing. I mean, this is a candidates market. Uh, Candidates have a lot of options right now. So um, there are more jobs in this industry than we've ever seen before, but the supply of candidates is not there um, just because they there are so many of them and so many different jobs. And I honestly think companies are starting to wake up and they're starting to take good care of their people. Um, so it's really been an interesting shift. And in all the things that came out of COVID, you know, including remote work environments, I'd say that's probably the biggest change we've seen. Um, but it's really changing. It's changing the way think of, people think about their careers. It's changing the way companies go about their hiring efforts putting much more of a focus on employee retention. Um, and I think a lot of lessons have been learned, very, very positive lessons. So there's been a silver lining for sure. Definitely. Um, Charlie, could you offer us some tips to the employer and to an interview candidate like during the hiring process? What would you tell them? For employers right now, I would say that you've got to know that there is really a lot of competition and an employer has to recognize what they have to offer that's going to stand out in our very saturated market. So, um, you know, a lot of brokerages think that they have the best commission plan. You know, they think they provide the best service. They've got the most relationships with carriers in the industry. And, you know, I, I, wholeheartedly believe there's some amazing companies out there. But when you put these companies next to each other and you realize candidates have options, why are they going to pursue an opportunity with your company? And I think that's the biggest thing for employers to realize. I talk a lot about retention and recruiting being a vicious cycle. Um, And I think employers are also starting to put that focus on retention. And the more you retain your people, Obviously, the less you have to recruit because you're not backfilling positions, people are are sticking with your team and you're really recruiting for growth. Um, but it just it, it reinforces what that culture is all about. And that is what candidates are looking for now is a solid culture. Um, so my advice to employers, just to get back to your question, is um, know your position in the market, know that it's very competitive um, and you have to stand out, but you also need to move quickly. So um, if you see a candidate that you like, make them an offer because they probably are interviewing other places. If they're not interviewing, they're definitely being pursued um, and you need to really lure them in quickly before they lose interest or find something else. Um, on the candidate side, 
you know, I would say if you are unhappy, now is your time to look. The opportunities are plentiful. Like I said, employers are really waking up. Um, so put yourself out there. And whether you're looking for the same position elsewhere, a step up, even if you're looking to make, you know, a slight left turn in your career and do something a little different, this is the year for it. Okay. And what's like the most important uh, aspect that like a candidate is looking at right now when they're picking an employer? So it's not so much about money as people think. You know, we are definitely seeing some pay increases, but that is not what is driving the desire to look for a new job. What, What we are hearing and seeing from potential candidates out there, both active and passive job seekers, is is more about the culture and the company. They want to be with a company that respects them and appreciates them, supports them, trains them, gives them the tools to be successful. And they also want to be trusted. And a big part of trust is having flexibility in your job, having work-life balance, um, huge shift, no surprise, to a work from home and fully remote environment. So I would say that is, is probably the most notable change in the brokerage business for sure is that companies are starting to, to realize they can hire remote, they can manage remote, and that, that opens up the candidate pool tenfold when you're not limited to you know 10 miles from your office. So it really comes down to what these employers stand for, how they market themselves, and, and you know that's what's going to secure the best talent right now. On, on top of that, to like manage a team remotely, uh, could you tell us, since CS Recruiting is 100% remote, and you have 38 employees, uh, what are the difficulties that you face? Or, I mean, what are the differences and the difficulties that you face in running a team? For us, it's been a very positive game changer. And so I would say, you know, the pros of having a a work from home environment, they're pretty obvious, but um, there is no commute. There is no distraction in the office. Um, Again, you have that, that flexibility and our team feels trusted. The biggest challenge is keeping the connection and keeping the culture alive virtually. So um, our team, like you said, we have gone fully remote Um, since March of 2020. We made the decision to buy out our lease and, um, you know, everyone is working from home. One of the things that's really important to us is that culture component. So um, even though everyone's working from home, we have really set up a great system where we have quarterly full day meetings. Um, they're, it's a 75% business, 25% fun. Um, we do optional monthly get togethers, you know, when, when it's safe out there to have a happy hour or a dinner company sponsored. Um, we're actually going on a retreat to Mexico in three weeks. So, um, doesn't get any better than that in terms of, you know, bonding and connecting as a team. Um, so I'd say those are some of the things that, that we've put in place. Other ideas, I mean, something as simple as Slack. Um, we did not use Slack prior to the, the pandemic. And now that we're work from home, I mean, that has been an amazing platform to keep conversations going, to learn about coworkers. I mean, we have a lot of channels that are focused on the day-to-days of our business, but then we've got a channel about pets and a channel about, you know, random TV show suggestions. And it really is very cool when you can catch up on those um, discussions and, and you learn so much for yourself and so much about your coworkers. So um, it's a lot of effort to make it work virtually, but it can be done. And again, we've seen a huge payoff 
in the happiness of our employees, but also just the momentum and the productivity has gone way up. Okay. Uh, with your customers, how many of them percentage-wise are actually fully remote or allowing like their uh, employees to be remote? Great question. I'm going to say, I mean, there's been a huge increase. I'm going to say probably about 20% right now that that feels right um, for the fully remote model. But remember, two years ago, it was 1% at most. So it has been like we've got some client case studies that are really amazing clients in markets that, you know, smaller markets, they don't have the talent pool like a, a Chicago market. And since they've expanded their search and opened it up to remote talent, I mean, they are able to get the best and the brightest in the business. They're able to, you know, find a carrier sales rep that knows their their niche. You know, before it was like, we'll find anyone within 10 miles who knows what what a truck is. And now, you know, they have a little bit more of like the pick of the litter because they can go remote. So um, it's continuing to grow. It's definitely a tactic and a strategy that we're suggesting to our clients. I know not everyone can do it. Not every company is on board to do it. But um, when you are on the hunt for talent and the market is the way it is today, I would say, you know, culture is by far the biggest competitive advantage. Remote, flexible work location is number two. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that 20% continues to increase. Sure. Um, and then, Charlie, to, to wrap it up here a little bit, uh, what advice would you offer a 20-year-old who just graduated college? <sighs> I would say my my advice in life for them is that you haven't peaked yet and you've got a long road ahead of you. So keep climbing up that mountain um, and, and really looking for opportunities and the next big thing. From a career standpoint, I, I didn't get into recruiting or logistics till I was about 28, 30 years old. So there's plenty of time. You can make a career change. You can, you know, still learn something new. Um, it's all about networking, though. I, I firmly believe who you know is going to really um, set the tone for your job search. And I'm not talking about, you know, being born with a, a silver spoon, who you know, because you make the effort to network and build relationships and get to know people. And that could really pave the way for a very successful career um, if you use your network appropriately. Definitely. I totally agree with, agree with that, Charlie. And I want to add that actually through CS Recruiting, I was able to land my job uh, at Everest where I worked for, for four years and I loved it. And I also, I had four job interviews lined up in, within four days and I had four job offers. So That's amazing. And that was yeah. what, four years ago or so? That was in, yeah, 2017, early 2017. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad we could help you. I know it's a it's a pleasure well, for our team as well. Yeah, I was really happy, and I, I bought cupcakes for Arbella, and I just was it was a great day. Uh, That's very but, cool. Like, if someone is interested right now, they're at a freight brokerage, or uh, do you do also work with dispatchers, or is it mostly freight brokerages? 
Yeah, no, we, our audience of clients and, and our network of candidates is, you know, 3PLs. So obviously lots of very traditional transactional brokerages, but we're also working with managed trans and um, contract logistics. We work with asset-based providers, transportation and warehousing. Um, we work with manufacturers and distributors. Um, and that's really important. I think somebody in a brokerage, if you are a dispatcher, if you are a carrier rep and you're burnt in brokerage, there are opportunities on the shipper side if that's a path you're interested in to, you know, be a logistics uh, coordinator, be a transportation manager or a routing specialist. So um, it's really very cool that we can work with a network that has experience, whether it's transportation, manufacturing, distribution, procurement. We can look at their skill set and really help them identify like multiple different paths that make sense for them, and then obviously guide them down the path that's of most interest. So um, that's another piece of advice is like, you're not stuck in your first or second job. You have to think really about your skill set and what you like to do, and then combine those to figure out what's next. Definitely. Uh, and Charlie, if someone is interested in, uh, you know, potentially looking for a new uh, employer, how, how could they reach out to CS Recruiting? LinkedIn is where it's at for us. Obviously, they're welcome to visit our website, cs-recruiting.com. Reach out to us through there, but we're very active on LinkedIn. Um, you can find any of our recruiters. I would be happy to have a dialogue with someone directly if they wanted to reach out to me. Um, so yeah, every conversation we have is completely confidential and recruiting is a free service to candidates. I don't think a lot of people realize that, that um, we are paid by the company that is, is looking for the hire. So any passive or active job seekers, if you're even remotely interested, there's, there's really you know, no, no risk in reaching out to see what your value is in the market and to know what opportunities are out there. Well, Charlie, uh, on that note, I would like to thank you so much for being on the show, the most interesting people in logistics. Uh, I really like what you put out on LinkedIn. So I want everyone to make sure to, to go follow Charlie and to connect with uh, CS Recruiting. Thank you, Charlie, once again. Thank you. It's been a nice chat with you. Appreciate it.